Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. Head there to discover your quantum connection with your inner guidance by taking the quantum connection style quiz. We are each designed to connect with source differently. And knowing your style is the first step of aligning with your inner guidance at a deeper level than you ever thought you could. It's the secret to having abundant flow in your business and personal life. When you're feeling challenged, how do you tap into a moment of joy? I recently lost a close friend and um, throughout the process of her passing, those around her regularly tapped into the joy of her being and, and, and a, a, the celebration really of her being. We each have that ability to remember joy, but we forget it's, it seems to be human nature to forget. And, and then we struggle to find meaning. My guest today, Susan Lax, is the author of a gorgeous new book, A Heart's Landscape, An Invitation to the Garden of Moments. It is a collection of stories, poems, and insights that will remind you of the power within you. Susan taught creative drama at a local elementary school and then studied at the, forgive me if I mispronounce it, even though I just asked you how to pronounce it, Chokmat Halev, and I didn't say it right. Chokmat, Chokmat Halev, where she focused on meditation and Jewish spirituality. Susan now works as a spiritual counselor, specializing in those touched by illness, grief, and loving through death. She is the author of Morning Inspiration. Isn't that a wonderful title? Just Don't you just want Morning Inspiration? An email newsletter published three times a week. In addition, she is the co-owner of Now Footwear, a company that ethically manufactures handmade comfort shoes in Israel. Welcome, Susan. I am really excited that you're here. I'm so pleased that we get to have a conversation. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. So there in your book, um, there's such a grand story that that began this whole journey of this of the newsletter of the moments for you. And, and probably there's many pieces to that, I know. But could you share a bit of that story? Because it was so well, it was so meaningful to me in what I've been experiencing in these last this last period of time. Well, well, first of all, thank you for sharing those moments that you experienced. And I, my heart hears you and is with you in that. Mm. Um, so probably around 13 years ago, um, a very close friend of mine um, was touched by cancer. And I hadn't heard from her and um, I was concerned. And it got to me that she really wanted to keep to herself um, with her cancer. She didn't want to really discuss it with anybody. She didn't, she wanted to deal with it on her own. And I missed her and my heart missed her. And I thought, what can I do? I, I was just feeling such an emptiness without her. And I sent her an email. And in this email, I wrote to her, Stephanie, I'm going to be sending you an email every morning 
If you want me to stop, just write, don't send. <laughs> you do not have you do not have to respond. And as long as I hear nothing, I will continue. And my intention is to continue to connect with you. And what I chose to do is on those emails was number one was to wake up at six in the morning and make sure she got it before she went for treatment. And also that it was the first thing that would appear when she opened her mailbox. Mm-hmm. I never spoke about cancer. I never spoke about illness. Mm-hmm. It was very important for me, for her to know that I still love Stephanie, my friend, mm-hmm. not Stephanie, the woman with cancer, Mm -hmm. that her identity was still the same as before. Just another page in her story had appeared another page. And, um, I talked about moments. I wrote to her about moments that I noticed moments that I saw moments of life. Mm -hmm. And I would always end it with a hug from me to you. Mm. It was very important for me. And then about six or seven months into that, I had the flu. This is before COVID. So I knew it was the flu. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't get out to write to her. And I had never heard from her about if what she thought about the email. And I had seen her. I talked to her and we never mentioned it. It was a quiet, let's not talk about. Mm -hmm. And I got a call at 7.30 and immediately I knew it was Stephanie. And she said, where is my blessing? You didn't send my blessing. And I have to tell you in that moment, Ari, I knew the power, the power that words of inspiration mm. can have, even though you don't know how much they, inspiration they have in them. Right. But the power of connection is so huge in every aspect mm-hmm. when people connect. And sometimes it's not in the way that, that you think should be connection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there are different ways to find how to connect to another person. There's so many ways. And I adapted that way and she received it. And so this continued for another 300, well, totally 365 days I wrote to her. Mm. But during the process, I was also, I still am a spiritual counselor. I'm working with women who were post and pre-mastectomies. And I told them this story and they said, why are you not sending this to us? Why is she (laughs) the only one? (laughs) And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's how Morning Inspiration was born. (sighs) Wow. Wow. I mean, that is such a story. I mean, it's one thing to read it and it's another thing to hear you and to hear your words of it and and to receive those. That is beautiful. And, and I want to put a kind of a hook in something you said, meaning I want to come back to it and that is around connection. So I'm not going to ask you now, because there's a few other things I want to touch on. (laughs) But I really want to return to that because it's such a powerful thing, what you just said about the power of connection. Yes. And, and yes. maybe the one thing I'll say now is, is it's not directly about that, but it's, you know, probably so many people that are listening to us, they've been through that kind of experience with a friend. Yes. 
and a friend or a lover or a, a, a partner or a family member. And that, that unknowingness that we think we have about that we can't offer anything, we can't say anything. But you, yes, you're a spiritual teacher. Yes, you, you're a spiritual counselor. You, you, have, you have all this training. And yet, what moved you to, to find those words? Um, wow. You know, what moved me to find those words? I think it was to fulfill two things. One was as a meditation, this came to me during a meditation because I, I meditate. So it, it was a clear message. <laughs> we talked about messages before, <laughs> and this was a clear message that find a way, find a way to connect to Stephanie. You know, I, I, when other people I knew that were close to me that had been ill or people that had passed away, you know, in, in the Jewish religion, we sit shiva. And so we, we go for, to someone's house, we bring food. It's an open invitation. We caress them and embrace them. And so there's something for us to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah. um, all, but when someone is ill, there are a limited amount of things that we know how to do right. that will be received by the other person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What happened here was for me to listen, to say in my heart, find a new way, find something that you have never done mm -hmm. because her message was loud and clear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I need to do this by myself. Yeah. And I was so in awe that she was felt so safe and so strong about her message to convey this to me and to her other friends with total respect and honor to her. I needed to respect and honor the messages that were coming to me. Yes. Yeah. And as a writer, as someone who's always loved writing, it was, okay, do it. Go for it. Mm. Go for it. Yeah. And so you got, to, you got to receive this, these messages in order to pass them to her. hundred percent. And, and the gift was that I needed to sit and really hear what, what was, what was coming from my heart. You, you, you know, mm -hmm. that there is this roadmap we have from mm -hmm. our head, from our heart to our soul. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's this road that comes from our head to our heart and there's traffic jams that happen there all the time <laughs> and the traffic jams are going, no, I'm going, I'm going. And, you know, meditation and stillness and mindfulness mm -hmm. always helps those traffic jams, right? Always make sure that the, the I call them the police women, <laughs> women <laughs> of our road, because they're all, you know, they're able to navigate and say, let's make room. And so it brought a new awareness to me in saying, Let's navigate what's coming to you that you could translate to something to somebody else mm -hmm. that perhaps will evoke a moment of joy mm -hmm. that will perhaps evoke something that will bring a smile that will make it different in that moment. And then the moment after that and the moment after that mm -hmm. may be totally different and actually better. Mm. I couldn't cure her. I couldn't take away what she was going through. Mm -hmm. So it was her moment. All I had to offer 
was my moment translated into hers. Mm. That's so beautiful. All you had to offer was your moment translated into her. And that's such an important piece because in your acknowledgement and honoring really of her position of her not wanting to talk about it, um, that's, that's so important because if you had had this agenda of, of anything really, of anything of wanting to make her feel better or that she should, or that she should talk about it or anything that would have, she would never have been able to receive you. Ah, oh, that is so, you know, so, so correct. And so right in my heart, mm-hmm. schoolroom, what you just said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many times from the goodness of her heart, we try to fix someone else, yeah. right? We, we, and we cannot fix someone else's pain and we cannot fix someone else's situations. Mm -hmm. We can be there. And, you know, I write in my book, um, there's one that I write there and it's one of my favorite and it keeps coming back to me of just be there. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything, just be there. Mm -hmm. And this was my way of just being there. You could give witness Mm-hmm. 100%. This human being going through what she was going through. Right. And yeah. Yeah. That's, I've, I've found that um, in being with your book that I can just in a, in a moment, you know, just open to any page. It's like, oh, you know, what's here for me today? And, and so I did that. I did that <laughs> today because to say, you know, okay, I'm going to talk to you. Well, let's see what comes. And, and it was about the charm of beginnings. Mm-hmm. And it was so, wow. I, you know, just putting together those words was said something to me, did something in me, but I want, could you speak to that? I mean, it, what that means for you? Well, you know, there are beginnings and there are endings. And for someone who, me, who I help people exit this world, mm-hmm. I see a lot of endings, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then there are the people that are watching that and, and are part of that person, right? So, but there are new beginnings for them. There, there's something new that is beginning. And so I went and I became a birthing doula. So I would be able to understand how life began at its most, most, I I can't even think of the word life began. I needed to see it, to feel it, to understanding it. Mm -hmm. And that's where that came from. The charm of beginnings that things end, Mm -hmm. but just as soon as they end, there's something else there. There's something else that's waiting to begin to start. Mm -hmm. And I myself have experienced endings of so many different things in my life. Mm -hmm. And as a very young person, you know, I didn't, wasn't able to see the charm of the beginning, Mm -hmm. right? I wasn't able to see the charm. Wait, that ended. What's so charmful when something painful ends? Yeah. And being a mom of, of three daughters and seeing them go through relationships that ended mm-hmm. and then and then relationships that began and other things that happened because those that ended, it was so clear to me 
that if we can plant the seeds somewhere in our heart's schoolroom, mm-hmm. that beginnings are charming. <sighs> yeah. And it may ease the hardships and the pain of the endings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's such potency in the ending that makes space for whatever is beginning. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It doesn't take away the pain. No. And it's not meant to. And it's not meant to. It's, it's meant to say, well, while this, this pain, something else is brewing, something else is, is cooking. Mm-hmm. And um, if we can know that somewhere, somewhere in that schoolroom, mm-hmm. perhaps that can appear. We can call upon it at a time when we most need it. Yeah. So how would you suggest or guide someone in, in how to stay open to that and how to stay aware of what I can call maybe the, the incipient light? You know, the light that's just beginning over the horizon. So if we're going to go to light, um, as you just suggested, the best way for me to, you know, when I work with people, I never tell them. Mm-hmm. I, I like to guide them to see what they tell themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really important to me yeah. um, because I think each one of us is so unique mm-hmm. and has so many wonderful and wonders within us. And what works for me may not work for you. Mm-hmm. But what I do know, talking about light, is that the sun rises every morning. Mm-hmm. And behind, after every storm, after every, the sun will come up again. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It really, and in my book, I write, I write about that. And I show a photo, you know, because I took all these photographs because mm-hmm. I, they're so inspirational. Photography is so inspirational to me. And you see the sun behind these clouds and you know it's there. Mm-hmm. So is that we can close our eyes for a second and remember that time when there was a really rainy, rainy gray day and the sun came up the next day. Mm. And even for a moment, that sun, you could feel the warmth yeah. for a moment. Yeah. It didn't erase all the gray and the storms of yesterday, but it brought the warmth of the new moment. Mm-hmm. And, and then in, in the being present to that moment. Yes. Is the gift. Yes. Is the gift. Correct. Yeah. A hundred percent. And everybody can find their sun or their light or their warmth in a different place and with a different visual. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it, it comes back to the same way that I believe that hope is born every morning again, every morning, mm-hmm. every single morning. And who am I and who are we to stand in hope's way? And it's not about hope being cured. Mm-hmm. It's not about but it's hope for making the next moment a wonderful one. Ah. And that's the difference. You know, people have said to me, well, you can't hope hope for peace, hope that you're going to cure cancer. 
Well, obviously I do hope for all of that, (laughs) but I know that is definitely Mm -hmm. not in my Mm -hmm. ability or in my power worldwide, but is it in my ability and my power to make my next moment the best? Mm -hmm. Yes. To bring peace into that moment. You You don't have to. You You just are. Right. You live it. I am. You live it. Right. And um, so that's answering the beginnings. Mm -hmm. That all these things can be born every day again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, so how does that tapping into that moment of joy, that moment of recognition change everything? So I believe joy is an emotion. I don't some don't really believe that it's something that we can go look for or something that we can find. It's something that lives within us. Mm-hmm. It's an emotion just like sadness mm-hmm. or just like excitement. Um, and I think maybe sometimes society has taught us a little bit, go, go look, where are you going to find your joy? <laughs> And you know what? Guess what? It lives within us. Mm-hmm. It is how we teach ourselves to tap into it. How we teach ourselves to say, well, if it's there, how do I say, hello, I really would like to be with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the most important messages we can continuously tell ourselves is there is always always room for joy always Mm. and if we can tell ourselves that there is always room for joy in any moment even in the most challenging of times Mm -hmm. and you know I know when I was grieving my parents you know there were moments that I laughed yes and laughter was there and having, you know, grown up in Israel during times of war and, and all of those things, there's time for laughter. And, you know, um, because if we only bring, tap into joy when society tells us it's okay, now mm-hmm. you're allowed, mm-hmm. then we're kind of diminishing it. We're kind of like putting it in this tiny little corner mm-hmm. in one of the rooms of our soul, mm-hmm. in a drawer. Mm-hmm. Not even a corner in the back of the drawer. In the back of the drawers drawer, of our soul. maybe behind it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, so, and so, this is something that you know. I was actually uh, sharing with my granddaughter. Uh, we were having a conversation about feelings mm. and how to express them, and why it's important to say when something makes us sad. Or to say when something bothers us in the same way than to say when something makes us joyful, right? Um, Because if we keep those feelings that something makes us sad or something hurts us inside, we're covering up the space of the joy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that there's always room for joy, but we have to be in charge of that room. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Correct. And Correct. for me, joy is, joy is an energy. Joy is, for me, actually, it's a vibration. It's uh-huh. not even, it's more than an emotion. It is that 
happiness, I this is my own distinction, that happiness is more the emotion and the yeah. joy is that constant. It is that frequency. And right. we can step into that. We can step into that. And, and we can receive it and we can be in it and we can be in celebration even in those moments. And I, and that's what the, one of the things that was so wonderful in this experience with my, as my friend was in the hospital and then in hospice and we ended up, we were allowed to be with her all the time. And in the middle of COVID, cause there was COVID had just kicked off again and we were, we got to be there and, you know, and to feel the places where we could find that the laughter and the fun and the joy, it, it kept a certain frequency in the space. So the nurses would come in and say, like, kind of like, look at us, like, what's going on in here? Oh, I can so relate to what you're saying here. It's so strong because one of the things, I, I don't have a good musical voice. I was not blessed with that, but I love to sing mm-hmm. and I love music. Mm-hmm. And music is, a big, is an important part of my work. Um, even though I can't sing (laughs) (laughs) because usually when someone is exiting, Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're, one of the things I'll always ask, I'll say, what is it here? What music lifts your soul to Mm -hmm. share with me? Mm -hmm. And so many times, especially when it's an older person, it will be about music from their childhood. Mm -hmm. And I can share when um, I was standing with my sister-in-law um, as my mother-in-law was passing. Um, we were, uh, she and I were, uh, we stood by her bed for, mm-hmm. for a long time. And, and every time we would sing to her and we would laugh because both our voices were terrible and our Yiddish was not really very good. <laughs> and, and we tried, you know, and, and, and I'm not a very, um, uh, observant prayer kind of person, even though I'm very uh, learned in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would all of a sudden start singing these prayers that we knew my mother-in-law who, um, was a Holocaust survivor and, and really the prayer was part, very big part of her, her tradition. And, you could see, even though she wasn't aware mm-hmm. in the sense of how you and I, or most people, she was aware in the moments of music and song. Yes. Yeah. And her, mm-hmm. and so I think that's such an important part of, of allowing those that are, are giving the gift to the, that person who is exiting and that person gifting the people that are surrounding her with the that it's okay be joyful it's okay Mm -hmm. to sing it's okay to laugh it's okay because these precious moments are what will let that soul sail on yeah and the souls that are here stand by yeah and get to be part of that energy that sends them on their way totally 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 And that energy that, you know, and I talk about it in my book and I never use the word death in my book or in morning inspiration. And I never, it's all in between the lines, you know? And one of the reasons is because it was very important for me that every reader as my morning inspiration Mm -hmm. can be, um, 
people can read it and it can resonate with each reader differently and have a different meaning. I did not want to dictate what it meant to me to someone else. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that. And I can, you know, just and knowing what I know of you so far, I can certainly know that. So in my book, there are, and in my morning inspirations, I share my experiences there of sending people off into the next stage and the next place that we have no idea what it's like because nobody's come back to tell us. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> in, in the sense of that, that, that we can uh, all agree on, <laughs> we can have another conversation right. about another sense <laughs> that uh, you and I may be on that same wave. Um, and um, in, 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 but in there I share, I share of, that real sense of being so present in those moments mm -hmm. is such a gift, it's such a gift to that person who's, who's moving on mm -hmm. and to those people that are here yeah. because then they have that with them. Like even here, as I'm speaking to you and I'm smiling mm -hmm. um, about my, those last days with my mother-in-law and I'm thinking I, I'm, I'm not, not sad right now right. that she's not here. I'm I'm smiling because I can remember her smile oh. that was like, oh my God, she's smiling. And that 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 was like, really? This is like four mm -hmm. days after not eating and drinking and she's smiling. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the power, the power that one moment of joy that we have and we share with someone else mm -hmm. in whatever way through silence, through song, through words, through touch, through just being there. Yeah. It's so vast. It's so huge that it, it, it lasts because it finds a place in our heart memory mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and resurfaces when we call upon it. Yes. Yes. Ah. Uh. Well, I want to I want to shift gears a little. <clears throat> okay. Because when we were talking before we started to the recording, you shared some of the other work that you do. Yeah. And you know, and I was so moved. I am so moved, and I want to hear more. And I feel like this is this is part of your gift, you know, and, and it's the, that gift of connection. And you talked about your work with peace and you are in, for at least for part of your, 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 the, how you live your life, you're in a part of the world where this is like, this is top of mind. It is top of what the focus is about, is about peace and the need to go beyond separation the need to have connection, the, the, the need to cross boundaries. So I, I, uh, I want to hear more about what you're doing. So let me go back for a little bit and just um, share that I grew up in Israel. Okay. And I grew up on a kibbutz. And for those people that don't know what it is, it's a communal farm. Mm -hmm. And um, growing up in Israel, I grew up uh, very much under the the cloud of the Holocaust, right? Mm -hmm. um, that was my generation, the second generation, mm -hmm. and all that went with that, which is for a whole nother episode. <laughs> we just may have to do that. 
Um, and one of the things that I took from that, you know, people took different lessons, mm-hmm. was that humanity shares so much more than we allow ourselves to know and allow, allow ourselves mm-hmm. to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at a very young age in Israel, I became an activist for peace. Mm. Um, You know, having grown up in Israel, um, going through wars and um, losing friends and members of my kibbutz and members, my brother-in-law's brother. And Mm -hmm. and there are all these, um, in Israel, everybody knows somebody, right? That was affected. I knew it, there was no end. You, you can't keep living like this. You can't, you can't, there's, there's a limited time we are on this universe and this time should be shared. It mm. should not be separated. Yeah. And so um, my belief is that when we can bring people together from all different areas, and especially I've done this in Israel and continue to do it, Mm-hmm. Um, so much all of a sudden you can, you can discover how much we share. Yes. And if we can only learn and can only hear what that other human spirit story mm. has, mm-hmm. and we can remember that that soul is sacred. Yes. That soul is a sacred soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that having uh, lived also in the United States in the last five years, um, that is something very much needed here as well. Oh, it is not, yes. um, not. And mm-hmm. as long as evil is not brought into the conversation, mm-hmm. there's so much that can be shared. Uh. And in my work, in Israel, and you know, in our shoe company, Neot, we also refer to them as shoes of peace. Mm, I love that. <laughs> they are touched by 50 different souls because they're handmade. Mm-hmm. 50 different souls touch each shoe. Mm-hmm. And therefore, in our factory in Israel, we, we believe that people of all sex, religion, shape, anything indifferent mm-hmm. come together. And they work together there. Yeah. And that shoe is, is a product of all these hands working yeah. together. Wow. If that's not an expression of that coming together, that of that connection, I don't and, know. What and else to be. right. And that is, and so <clears throat> I think in my work as a spiritual counselor, when I'm talking to someone and they talk to me about rosemary beads, right? Uh, rose beads. The rose beads um, um, in Catholicism, right? Oh, the rosary. The, the, rosary. the rosary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> I open my heart and my ears and my soul and I listen to it and I learn from it. And when someone shares with me from the Quran, I was like, whoa, do you know how much we have in common? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, um, I, I took a, a lift the other day here in New York. And one of the things I love to do is talk to taxi drivers uh-huh. or lift drivers, because it, it's just amazing to me that the amount of sharing that goes on. 
then in the 25 minutes I was in that car, this wonderful man from Algeria, um, we were talking about Ramadan because it's Ramadan now. And we were talking about Pesach, about Passover. And we were talking about Easter. And we were talking about all the similarities that are between his studies in Quran and my studies mm. in the Torah and how Passover and what's going on in Ramadan, so many things. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he said, he, he, he didn't really look at me. He was sitting driving and he yeah. said to me, how do you, how are you so positive about all of this? You grew up in Israel. He already knew that. Mm-hmm. How are you not And I said to him, you can't turn around because you're driving. But it's my smile that connects with your smile. Mm. And at the end of the trip, he took his mask down. I took mine. And he said, I'm taking with this, this for the rest of my day. (sighs) And that's connecting people. Yes. And that's how peace begins. That's how it happens. It can't happen across the divide. It has to happen in the way that people come together. But we must, we must, I can't tell anyone what to do. I believe, Mm -hmm. I believe that one should try as much as possible to find peace first Mm -hmm. within themselves. And then it becomes so easy to reach out in peace to others. Yes. And that's really, that's really what we're all about. That's even what I feel like we're about here in what I'm doing with Wisdom Talk Radio is how can we spread the light? How can we bring that light and and acknowledge that within ourselves first and foremost? And when we do that, as we as we have that connection, as we deepen that connection and feel the love, feel the joy, feel the peace. That's what we bring out into every person that we connect with, every situation that we encounter, every boss, every child, every, you know, shopkeeper, everything. Absolutely. You know, I, I have a a little ritual that I do, um, both in emails and, um, I love to end an email with a, with just a little wish for somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember, and when I exit a store, I like to say to that person, um, have a happy moment today. Mm. And I think we can start from something as small as that, yes. because that brings awareness to us. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, it brings awareness to that other person that we have just connected with. Absolutely. Absolutely. It brings you present. Like, totally. What did she just say? Right. Right. And so many times people say to me, you know, nobody's ever wished that for me. Mm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it reminds me of, of being in France. I've spent a lot of time in France and you don't exit a shop without saying and, and it's, it's rote, I will admit that, but without saying bonjournée, bonsoiré, you know, good day, good. It's, it's an acknowledgement that there is another person alive and well with you. Acknowledgement. Yeah, God is here and God is there. Yes. Yes. Every spirit is sacred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I want to ask you one last question, um, just because I know we're running out of time. A- and 
if you could say a little bit about heart words. Well, I could say a lot about I know, words, I know, but, but we don't have time. Something that you speak about and, you know, what do you mean by that? And, and how are they different? How are heart words different for you than the written word? So a heart word is when we're attentive to what's happening in our heart. Is a heart word for me is the message that comes from our heart mm. to our mouth. It's not what comes from our head to our mouth. Mm. That's what I talk about in terms of as inner guidance. So that's very interesting to me. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, um, once we say something, right, mm-hmm. just like that, without taking it from our heart, mm-hmm. um, it's a part of what's on the surface of us. It's Mm -hmm. not a part of what's really in here. Right. Um, You know, there's this great story. And when you talk from here, anything that comes just from here, Mm -hmm. we can't put it back. (laughs) You know, that wonderful story There's a wonderful story uh, about a rabbi (laughs) and a a pillowcase and feathers. And um, there's a man who, who, Um, uh, said something terrible and he goes to the big rabbi and he says, you know, I said something terrible and I want to take the words back. And the man says to him, you know what? I want you to take all these feathers and I want you to put them in a pillowcase. And then I want you to take them and empty all the feathers out there and then come back to me. So the man thought, okay, this is a great solution. So he goes and he takes the pillowcase and he empties all the feathers. And then he comes back and he says to the great rabbi, okay. And so the rabbi says, no, I want you to go back and collect all the feathers and put them in the pillowcase. And the man said, I can't. They went into the sky, into the air. And he said, that's what happens when words leave your mouth. You can never put them back. Yeah. And so when we have heart words, Mm -hmm. It makes what exits our mouth so much more meaningful yeah. and so much more with intent. Yeah. And integrity and truth. I will, yeah. I will add those. I have to. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. Mm. Susan, um, where is your book available? Where, yeah, where is A Heart's Landscape available? And, and how can people reach you? And how can people get your uh, newsletters? Is that available? I've let too many questions at one sentence, but. So I'll answer it real quick. <laughs> so my website is susanpelax.com. Okay. And on there, you can sign up for the free morning inspiration. Um, it's it there. And you can find how to uh, purchase a heart's landscape. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's on books.org, you know, bookshop.org, Barnes and Nobles, uh, so many different places. Um, and I would love for my book to find a home in your readers' homes. And, um, and in their hearts. I, and in their hearts. And my intent when I wrote this book was, like you said, that people would just open it. Mm-hmm. There's no beginning, there's no end. Mm-hmm. And it should just be there when you want it and need it. Yeah. And may it make a moment a little better and a little more aware than the one before. Mm. Thank you, Susan Lax. You have graced us with your inspiration, with your light and your wisdom. Thank you.
Oh, such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will let our listeners, our viewers know that um, in the show notes will be those those places to connect with you. So if they didn't, you know, write it down as you were saying it, they can just look at the show notes and they'll find it. Wonderful. Thank you again for being here with us at Wisdom Talk Radio. Bye bye now. Mm. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today here at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. And remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts. You know, everybody's got their own place to do it. And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review. Because when you leave us a review, that alerts other listeners, other potential people who are searching for something that here's something worth listening to. And that's how we change the world. For more about deepening your connection with your inner guidance, take the quantum connection quiz now. Thanks for joining us here at wisdom talk radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations for more information and to join in the conversation. Our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.